It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 7.07 on a Saturday morning, 55 degrees outside. This is Lawn and Garden. This is the last hour, by the way, of Lawn and Garden this morning. We have a short show because the University of Georgia Bulldogs pregame show begins at 8 a.m. If you have a garden question, better get it in quick, 404-872-0750. A couple of reminders. One is that the trip to England, I've mentioned that once or twice, that I'm doing a garden trip to England in June of 2017, June the 2nd through the... 11th, 12th, 13th, I can't remember. Now, when it ends, we'll just never want to end. We'll never come back. But nonetheless, it is in June. It is next year. And it is already halfway full. So if you have considered going with me and a bunch of other wild and crazy people to go to England and see the gardens of London and the Cotswolds, then you go to my website and check out the details there. But remember, it's already halfway full. It fills up quick and need to keep that in mind. Um, Number two, watering regulations have been issued for the for the state of Georgia, and watering restrictions are odd even. And for the life of me, I cannot remember which one is odd and which one is even. I'm going to let you figure that out because I will give you a website that has all you need to know. I have collected all the Georgia watering rules, all the what to do in a drought, what to do with your trees, what to do with shrubs, what to do with flowers, how to cope with the drought, period, at georgiadrought.com. If you want to see all the rules, georgiadrought.com. But one of the big takeaways from the Georgia watering rules is if you plant something, you can water it anytime, any day for 30 days after you put it in the ground. So keep that in mind. If you want to plant fescue lawns, if you have an irrigation system or a way of watering the lawn, you can now. If you want to plant flowers, you can now. Shrubs, perennials, trees, if you want to plant them, bulbs, anything you want to plant, 30 days, no restrictions at all. Food gardening, certainly never, ever is there any restriction on watering food gardens as well. Let's go to the phones. we got Bridget in Flower Branch. And Bridget's on the air on Lawn and Garden. Bridget, good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, what's up? Okay, so we had a tree company come out and... Can you hear me? Yeah, sure can. Okay. We had a tree company come out and do some trimming, and they used um, shoes with spikes. Hmm. To get up tall trees, my husband is having a nervous breakdown. He thinks the trees are going to be compromised. What kind of tree is it? I can't tell you. They're all hardwoods. Okay, so it could be oak, maple, sycamore, sweet gum. It's not a pine tree. In other words, you know what a pine tree is, so it's not that. Mm -hmm. Um, I will try to reassure your husband. Okay. In the best of possible worlds, it is better not to use spikes on trees. Right. But... Generally speaking, spiking a tree doesn't hurt it all that much. Now, that said, there is some possibility if they, if you spike a tree in the spring, that there are borer damage and things can get in through those fresh wounds. And there's some other stressor kind of things that happen when you stick spikes through the bark of a tree. Just like if somebody stuck spikes in you, you wouldn't like that very much. But as far as permanent damage... Probably not, unless they were just up and down like squirrels and spiking it a hundred times as it went up and down. Probably not much damage to it, so I think you can reassure your husband they will be fine. If he wants to do something about that spiking to help the tree recover from it, 
water. Water is the magic elixir drug thing that you can do to a tree when drought comes. Water it. Put it okay. around, put soaker hoses out around the drip line and run it at a medium flow all night long so it soaks really good around the drip line and beyond. And the tree will recover from any, pretty much any stress you put on it. All right. And well, next, time, next time when we hire a tree company, ask first. There's some companies that have climbers that are just insanely good at getting in trees without spikes at all. And they just give you up the tree up on ropes and things without any spikes. So next time you hire a tree company, ask whether they're going to use spikes or not. I would go with the one with not. Yeah, I won't do that next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Hindsight okay. 2020. We'll see you soon, Bridget. Thanks for hey. calling. 404-872-0750 gets you in Bridget's slot. Les is out in Marietta and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Les, good morning. Good morning, Walton. How are you? Hey, man, I'm fine. What's up? I want you to plant a, a hedge, like a fence line. I don't want to put a yeah. hard fence. I want to put a, a nice 10 to 15-foot privacy fence that's uh, dense. Yeah. Just looking for suggestions as what to plant. If you want it to stay at 10 to 15 feet high, do not plant uh, Leland Cypress, because you okay. may or may not have observed, but Leland Cypress can get to 15 or 20 feet high pretty easily, and they don't know when to stop. They keep on going to 40, <laughs> 50 feet high, and then it gets sort of overpowering, and you look, feel like you're in a, in a castle you can't see outside because they're so high and tall around the house. The one that a lot of people use for that size, that height, privacy, is called Arbor Vitae. And there's a particular variety of arbor vitae called emerald green. And emerald green arbor vitae gets to about 12 or so, 15 feet maybe, in about five or six years. You plant them usually when they're four or so feet tall, and then they slowly grow up to the mature height. But arbor vitae, that's one selection, one choice. Another is a couple of hollies. Uh, Savannah holly is probably okay for you. Burford holly is, is fine. I think we'd get to the height you want and not go much larger. So talk when you go to the nursery and talk to them about screening plants. Read the label. Look for hollies and arbor vitae, emerald okay. green. What about a ligustrum? Something that's shear tolerant that I can shape it. Mm, yeah, I'm, there are some who look down at ligustrum and say it's sort of trashy, but you know, <laughs> if it's cheap and easy, it is certainly pruning tolerant. And if you've got a ligustrum, you've got a line on a, uh, you know, a dozen ligustrums to plant, I'm not going to argue with you. The big thing I think you need to remember less is that planting anything at this time of year is imperative. I said already to water it. You can do that for 30 days. But number two. The ground is so hard right now, it's going to be discouraging to dig the hole. And I know if I were digging a hole for five, six, seven ligustrums or whatever you choose, I would be so tired after I dug one hole that I'd say, oh, man, I don't want to dig any big holes for the rest of these that I put in the ground. Don't let that be a folly. Don't let yourself get tired. In fact, what I would do if I were you, Les, Wherever you're going to plant them, I would run hoses or sprinkler or something like that. And during the allowed watering hours, I would prepare the soil by soaking it down a couple of days before you do the planting so that the soil is soft enough that you won't be discouraged when you dig the hole. Okay. Good advice. Thank yeah. you, Walter. All right, man. We'll see you soon. Good luck with it, Les. Appreciate it. 404. Well, you know the number. We don't need to deal with that anymore because we got Matt. He wants to be on the air. Hey, Matt. Good morning. Good morning, Walter. How are you doing? Doing all right. What's up? 
I have a what I think is a polonia tree in my front yard. Awesome. Um, we moved into the house about four years ago. Looked great. It was one tree. You know, it, it blooms a couple weeks out of the year in the spring. Well, okay. now it's five trees, and hmm. it's gotten out of hand. Um, I've heard. I've done a little research, and I've and I've seen that uh, some woodworkers kind of look for this wood it's it's uh pretty easy to work with but it's a strong wood yeah and also sometimes um a tree company may come out and they may just exchange their service for the wood um i was wondering is that true and if not what can i do to i guess keep the tree if necessary or do i just need to pull this thing out because it's gotten to the point where it shoots up in the middle of the yard the roots are starting to show sure kind of crazy i'm gonna go all clark howard on you now (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it ain't gonna happen matt nobody's gonna pay you for that polonia tree okay sad to say i mean yes it is very sought after if it has been dried and properly cured and so it doesn't have any cracks in it is it easy no it is not easy right, to dry sure a polonia not. tree correctly so you can you can purchase polonia wood and use it for very soft carving and things like that over in japan and asia they use them all the time but the polonia trees that you would find growing in your yard, find somebody, A, who wants to cut it down for free, B, who wants to spend a couple of years drying it, and C, can make anything useful out of it here in our culture, in our society, not going to happen. Okay. So cut your losses. Cut it down. Okay. That's what you do. Get it out of there. We don't <laughs> right. it anymore. It's sad to say. If I knew that it was worth something, my neighbor Gus has one in his backyard, and I would for sure tell him that he was a rich man right. with that polonia. I mean, it's, it's a beautiful tree when it blooms, Yeah, but it's just, it's been grown up like bamboo for the yeah. past year, and I, I just don't know what to do with it anymore. Cut it down. Yeah. Yeah, that's the answer. That's the answer. You didn't want to hear it, but that's the answer, Matt. All right. All I right. appreciate it. Thank you, man. We'll see you soon. Thank you. All right. You too. 404-872-0750. You know, I'll tell you something. I've got about a minute here to mention something, a phenomenon that two people now have emailed and wondered what this is, is the sticky stuff that's on windshields. You know, you go driving around, you look at the sun a little bit, and you see the little sticky droplets on the windshield and on the hood of your car and sometimes on the sidewalk and places like that. What is that sticky stuff? It's aphid honeydew, more than likely. Aphid populations. We haven't had a killing frost yet. But tonight, tomorrow night, probably, there's going to be killing frost and get all the aphids out of the trees. But aphids, when they suck the sap out of leaves, they excrete honeydew, little sticky droplets of stuff. And you can sometimes see it actually dropping out of the tree. Crepe myrtles in particular, they get crepe myrtle aphids like crazy late in the season. So if you see the sticky stuff on your windshield, it's probably honeydew from aphids. They'll be gone in a week. Nothing to worry about there. And you can wash it off. It's not like pine sap. You can just wash it off with soap and water. That's what it is. Now you know it's 718. We'll be back after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellis weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. And a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Look outside. It's about 55 degrees outside. It will not get much warmer than that today. Staying around the mid-50s today and tomorrow. But overnight, ooh, overnight's going down to the 30s. Maybe tomorrow into the high 20s overnight. So it will be chilly 
before we wake up for Monday morning going to work. Your full weekend forecast comes in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Don't forget the Bulldog Show begins at 8 o'clock this morning. We have a short show on Lawn and Garden. The Bulldogs pregame show begins at 8 a.m. At 724, Mario and McDonough joins us on Lawn and Garden. Mario, good morning. Hey, how you doing? I'm all right. What you got? Um, I uh, went down to um, Middle Georgia this summer and went down to one of the peach orchards and uh, got some peaches. And I say some of the seeds, Kyle's going to try to plant me a, yeah. uh, a peach tree. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to know, um, is there any way possible that I can make those seeds grow? Yeah, man, we can do it. And with the the warning that you never know exactly what a seed is going to produce. All those peach trees you saw in middle Georgia are grafted trees. They got a beautiful peach tree. They cut little seed, little clippings off of it, rooted those, and they're exact clones of the parent tree. Seeds from those trees might or might not turn out like the parent did, but it's worth a try. It's worth seeing what's going on, Mario. So it's easy to do. I mean, this is really easy to do. Find a spot that's sunny in your yard or landscape, dig it up and loosen everything up nicely, put the seeds a couple of inches deep in the soil, put a piece of chicken wire over the top so the squirrels can't dig them up, and wait till next spring and let's see what happens. Oh, so it's okay to plant them now? You bet. They, in fact, they have to be planted now in the fall so that wintertime cools them off. There's a certain process in those seeds that they have to have cool weather, damp weather around them, and you can't provide that indoors any better than you, Mother Nature can do it outside in your yard. All right, then I'll do it today. Two inches deep, but the main thing, chicken wire over the top. I promise you the first one that sprouts the squirrels will be after it. It'll dig it up, and it'll make you mad. All right. Well, I appreciate it. All right, Mario. Thanks for calling. Thank you. 404-872-0750 is the number on Lawn and Garden. Do we have time for the weekend prize pack, Ms. Frasca? We do indeed. Ashley Frasca is eating a donut and thinking of a number between 2 and 7 to determine who wins a family four-pack of tickets to see the Atlanta Ballet's Nutcracker playing December 9th through 24th at the Fox and a family four-pack of tickets to the Atlanta Gladiators game at Infinite Energy Center. Who wins, Ashley? Caller number 4. Caller number 4, Ashley says, with a mouthful of donut. Caller number 4 to our contest line, 404 1-0-7-50. Fourth caller wins. It's 728. We'll be back to more Lawn and Garden after news. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. 735, 55 degrees outside. This may be the high temperature for the day. Maybe a couple more, but it's not going to be much warmer than this today. And don't forget, drought restrictions are in force. We have odd evening watering now. You can water the even-numbered addresses on Wednesday and Saturday and the odd-numbered addresses on Thursday and Sunday. But that does not mean you cannot plant because the exception to the rule is anything newly planted you can water it anytime you want to. No restrictions at all for 30 days after planting. And if you want gorgeous plants to go and put in your landscape, where would you go? You go to Pike Nursery, and where would you get good advice from people like my friend Mickey Gasaway? Good morning, Mickey. 
Good morning. I also wanted to remind you that hand watering. Hand watering's fine. Is all right. that, which that makes that's a great way to water sure, anyway. Sure, sure. So. Drip irrigation, fine. Drip gray water, fine. That's pretty much. So that that's the best way to do it anyway, yeah, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, okay, so we got to get into it right now because we got 20% off on something that everybody needs. It's Thanksgiving. You need a housewarming present, and you've got it going on today. What's 20% off? We do amaryllis and paper white balls. People, 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 this is a deal. Go like to Pike, that. get the bowls, put them in a little bitty pot, and maybe put some wrapping paper around it, a little bit roll, uh, ribbon around the top, and you've got the most perfect housewarming present you can imagine. That's right, and we've got some of them that are already in gift boxes, so they're just ready to go. Ready to go, that's right. And amaryllis is one of those plants that it, it's always spectacular. It's hard to mess up an amaryllis. They just do what they're I supposed to. You look like to. such a professional when you have this giant flower that yeah. you have done yourself. Yeah. Right. Uh, I give one to my neighbors. I have three neighbors that I typically give an amaryllis bulb to every um, Christmas season, a couple of weeks maybe before Christmas. And every time it comes up, it blooms with these big old six-inch wide blooms in their kitchen window, and they just call me, look, it bloomed. And I knew it was going to bloom. It's supposed to. They really are. They're, they're just really, really, really e and easy to do. Yeah, yeah. And the thing about, I think, amaryllis is, yeah, you can take them next year and try to regrow them outside. But I have seen, and you probably have too, Mickey, amaryllis that are actually coated in wax with no soil around them at all. Even those amaryllis will bloom. I know. That's amazing to yeah. me. That's weird. Though. Crazy, crazy. I, know, I, I don't know if we've got them. We had them last year. I don't know if we've got those again this year or not. But I'd, rather either, I'd either rather put them in water. I've got an amaryllis jar or mm -hmm. base. Or you can put them in uh, uh, gravel, or yeah. you can put them in soil. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're, they don't care as long as they have a place to put their roots and they have some water. A little sunshine maybe here and there. A little sunshine wouldn't hurt. But, yeah, yep. paper whites and amaryllis are both simple, dead, drop, easy, and a great present. And they're 20% off. And all you have to do is go up to the cashier at the Pike and say, this is the Pike Pick of the Weekend, 20% off for all these amaryllis bowls. I have a whole cart full of them. You got it. <laughs> so what else is going at Pike besides the sale today? Uh, well, next weekend we've got the uh, uh, Williamsburg Grief class. Right. So I hope everybody will do that. But you have to sign up ahead, so go online and sign up for that or uh, so that we can get you. There's only a certain number of people that can do the class yeah. because it's a hands-on kind of thing. So be sure and, and uh, call in and get signed up for that. And uh, Gonna be and what else is happening next Saturday, Mickey Gasway, at the West Cobb store? The West Cobb store. Walter and Mickey will and be doing Mickey. a yes. remote right. broadcast. That's right. Right. So no, I, I'm really excited about that. That's going to be fun. If our listeners want to come visit us next Saturday, the West Cobb, it's out Barrett Parkway. Get the directions off the Pike uh, Nursery uh, website. And Mickey Gasway and I will be there from 6 to 8. Again, it's a short show next Saturday because of the Georgia Tech game, but I will be there from 6 to 9, maybe a little longer than that, and answer your garden questions. So the full experience will be there. I think we have some Chick-fil-A uh, biscuits that will be available and some coffee as well and some giveaways as too. And so, Gasway, I'm looking forward to seeing you there. Me too. You are going to love it when you walk into that greenhouse, and it's just like a forest Beautiful. with all the trees. It's 
smells so good and it is beautiful. That is great. All right, well, let's summarize 20% off today on amaryllis and paper white bulbs, all pike locations. Just tell the cashier that's what you want. And I promise, friends, this is an easy thing to use, to grow, to give, to do anything with you want to. Both of these plants are fabulous. Plants. You got it. So, where do we find any pike location we wanted to in the Atlanta area? At pikenursery.com. Make you guys wait. I will see you next Saturday, bright see and you early. Saturday. See okay. you then. Bye bye. It's seven forty on a Saturday morning. Michael is in Kennesaw, and Michael is here on the Lawn and Garden Show. Hey, Michael. Hey, Walter. Good morning. Uh, the question I've got is: I made a, I guess, a bad mistake. I planted some pansies yesterday, and I wanted to know: do I need to cover them with plastic, or are they going to be okay? They're going to be okay. Okay. See, cool. the, the good it. news, you you did a good thing. You planted pansies. They're going to be blooming all winter long. They are completely winter hardy. The only thing they need is water. Okay. So they will dry out. And don't worry. And I know this is worrisome sometimes to gardeners, Michael. If you uh, see them after a cold night, not only tonight, but also into December and January, but after a cold night, pansies wilt. But that's their way of dealing with cold temperature, just to wilt down and then they perk back up again the next day, as long as there's a little bit of moisture in the soil. So just be sure you water. No big deal. Okay. Thank you. Nothing to it. Thanks for calling, Michael. Who we got next? 41 minutes past the hour. And John, John's in Smyrna, and he joins us. Hey, John, good morning. Good morning, Walter. What you got? Uh, I have an apple tree that I planted about two years ago. Hasn't produced any fruit yet. But uh, this fall, I've noticed a uh, what looks like almost hydrogen peroxide bubbling out of one of the small Ooh, limbs, about the yeah. size of a pencil. Wow. Uh, I looked it up online. It, it's not slime flux. It's not that thick. It's more bubbly white. Yeah. I'm thinking maybe an insect boring in there and creating some disease or something. Mm. I don't know if I need to cut it off and throw it away or mm. ignore it or what, my, what how, it might be. How tall is the tree and how big is this limb it's coming out of? The limb it's, uh, that this is on is about the size of a pencil. The tree's right. only about 15 feet tall. Okay. Not quite three inches in diameter. I, I disagree with your diagnosis. I think it is some variant of bacterial infection underneath the bark. You, slime flux is just sort of this generic term that I use when people say, oh, I've got an oak tree and the bark is oozy and it's got this foamy stuff and it smells like vinegar, et cetera, et cetera, uh, on that. But there are, there are two or three or four actual bacterial type infections that do get in and feed on the sap and they bubble and fizz and look like hydrogen peroxide, as you said, as they come out of the limb. So that is, I think, what you still have, but the treatment for it is you've already figured that out. Cut it off and throw it away. Okay, should I put anything like infuse around the tree to uh, fight this in the I future? I don't think there's any, just, no, no. Infuse is more a fungicide rather than a bactericide, and I'm betting this is a bacteria that's causing the okay. fizzy stuff. So no need to do that. No need to spray anything on the wound. Uh, cut the limb back. If you want to just be scientific about it, John, Take a little pen knife and scrape the bark, scrape the bark of that limb as far back as you care to look. And if the area underneath your, your scraping is brown and icky looking, then that's a diseased area and you need to go further, further, further behind that to make your cut. And so as far long and far down the limb as you care to find green tissue is pulley, nice, pretty, healthy green, that's where you make your pruning cut. Okay, another quick question. I picked up a few walnut uh, over the last summer, and I'm thinking of planting them. Is now the right time to do that? And do, do I do it the same way I would a peach seed? Same, plant a couple inches deep same, thing, same thing as the peach tree. You 
put them in the ground and cover them with chicken wire and watch them come up. Yeah, sure. Okay. Thank you so much, Walter. Planting them is probably so much more uh, productive than actually trying to get the nut meat out of them because you can slap spend all day yeah, on a bunch that. of curse words <laughs> trying to get the nut meat out of a walnut. Plant it and see what happens. Thank you, sir. You bet, John. Thanks for calling. Who's next in here? We got Aubrey up in Gainesville joining us. Aubrey, hey, good morning. Hi, thank Hi. you so much for taking my call. Hey, Aubrey, what's up? Um, I really want a lemon tree. Yeah. But I live in North Gainesville and didn't know if I could plant one or if I need to have it potted and inside, and I don't know how to take care of it. The latter. Uh, they will never, ever survive outdoors in North Gainesville. <laughs> not even in Atlanta yeah. they're not going to survive, so not in North Gainesville. Um, if you want to do it, you I mean, this is pretty easy. Like the walnut, the peach people before you here this morning, you get some seeds out of a likely-looking lemon, and you plant them, and... They don't have they don't have the need for the cooling temperature that these other seeds do, so you can actually put them in a little pot, a six inch pot, maybe put it in a, a window, a warm window, and maybe cover the pot with some saran wrap or something clear. Baggy is fine, just, just to cover it up and make sure it doesn't uh, dry out while it's there. And I would guess within I don't know ten days or so, you may see a little green sprout coming up. If you plant five or six, put yeah, put five or six seeds in there, Aubrey, might as well. Um, mm -hmm. Put five or six seeds in the pot, cover them with just half an inch of soil. It doesn't make much difference. Uh, cover them with plastic, put them in the warm place, and we'll see what happens. The ones that are slow to come up, they're the ones you would need to pull out and clip off maybe and get away. The ones the strongest, most vigorous seeds sprouting out, that's the one you keep. Then, oh, then, oh, after that, what do we do? <laughs> um Inside for the wintertime, obviously, It'd freeze yeah. otherwise. And then next year you take it outside. And the best place for me, Aubrey, is a place where it gets really bright, but not really direct sunshine. I think they're a little young mm -hmm. yet for direct sunshine. So under a dogwood or maybe the deck where it only gets sunshine for an hour or so in the morning or something like that would be fine to keep mm -hmm. it during the summer. And once in a while, two or three times maybe during the summertime, Use your thumbnail. Just use your thumbnail and the end of your finger and pinch off the tips of any branches that are about four inches long. Pinch off the tip. That'll make it re-sprout, make it a more full, nice-looking shrub, a nice-looking green greenery-covered plant. And, you know, two years from now, Audrey, we're going to see what happens, whether or not it has any blooms during the wintertime indoors or not. But mm -hmm. that's basically it. We've got a two- or three-year experiment in front of us, and it'll be a lot of fun to do and to talk about and to play with, and we'll see what happens. All right. Thank you so much. All right. And then for Christmas this year, if you want something to contrast that with, get a Meyer lemon. Go to Pike or other big uh, garden center and say, I need a Meyer lemon. They are much more easy to keep in bounds, to keep small, and to bring inside during the wintertime. And I have one right now that has one, two, three, four, has five or maybe six. Maybe there's a sixth one hiding behind the big leaf on the backside. But there are six Meyer lemons on my tree. And I've had this Meyer lemon tree for now four years. But you can get details on that on my website at WalterReeves.com if you want to for a Meyer lemon rather than the regular lemon you get from the grocery store. All right, it's 748. We'll be back after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellis weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. 
And a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. 56 degrees right now. I keep saying it's going to be the high for the day. It won't be much higher than this. The high for the day in the mid-50s, overnight going into the 30s tonight, maybe into the high 20s. It's going to get cold quick. And, of course, no rain. For the full weekend forecast, wait just 10 minutes here on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSV. Don't forget the Bulldog Show begins at 8 a.m. this morning. The Lawn and Garden Show is cut short, but we have time to get Fran in Dallas here. Fran, hey, good morning. Good morning. I, I think I have a natural spring in my backyard. Okay. I just moved into this house, and I happened to walk back in the back, and it's all wet and squishy, and, of course, we've had no <laughs> rain. And I, I don't know anything about it, and I was wondering if there's somebody I could contact to help me figure out if I do have one and what to do? I'll tell you where to start, and that is with a landscape architect, some of whom have really good training on soil mechanics and water sourcing, and there's some that just come out in the backyard and look and say, yeah, friend, the spring is there, the source is over there, and we can cut it off here and put a drain line there and take it off to the backside of the property and everything's done. Or you can hire somebody who doesn't know anything, and they say, oh, yeah, I don't know what that is. Let me dig a drain here, and then another drain over here, and then, you know, two years later, you are still got a soggy spot in another part of the yard because the water's moved off because they didn't realize what was going on. Start with a landscape architect. Start with the L.A. and call them and say, do you have experience in figuring out where springs are and how to drain a soggy area in my backyard? And, so just go online and yeah. type in landscape architect, landscape architect and things will uh, come up? in uh, Dallas, Georgia, or for Atlanta, or something like that. Bruce yeah. Holiday, of course, is a friend of mine. The people at Pike have a couple of L.A.'s on uh, staff at Pike Nursery, so you might start there. And, uh, go to oh, pikenursery.com okay. and, uh, and look for the uh, Pike Nursery Landscape <coughs> Design Division and ask if somebody over there is particularly skilled at figuring out where water is damp and, uh, or the soil is damp and how it can be redirected. Is it ever a danger to the house? Not particularly. If it's not okay. that close to the house, probably not. No, it's not very close to the house. Okay. All right, good. I will start there. Thank you so much. You bet. Thanks for calling, Fran. All right, bye. We can get Tom in here if he's really, really, really quick. Hey, Tom, good morning. Good morning. Um, we planted a ginkgo tree in March of last year. Yeah. Size three and a half calipers, maybe seven or eight foot tall. Okay. The DOT's on the way, <laughs> so we must transplant it, or Amen. do we save uh, And if so... Uh, when should we transplant it? Now is fine. Soak it. I mean, really soak the ground around it for a day beforehand, and then dig it up as best you can, get all the roots you can, move it to the new place, and tell the DOT to suck it and get out of there. That's what I would do. It's 7.57. We've had a great Saturday morning this morning. Ashley Frasley done a fabulous job of screening calls. Scott Maxwell, of course, found all our music, including the song about the armadillos that we love so much. 404-872-0750, the number for the Lawn and Garden Show. Next Saturday, we'll be at the West Cobb Pike Store, and we will see you right there. If you didn't get your question answered, go to WalterReeves.com. And don't forget our trip to England, already half full. Details at WalterReeves.com. <laughs>